In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus wept. This is, I believe, the shortest verse in the Bible. Two words. Jesus wept. The story of the raising of Lazarus from the dead was read two weeks ago, and it's a long and complex reading, but in the middle of the narrative is the striking statement, Jesus wept. The question is, what brought the Lord to tears? Lazarus and his sisters, Martha and Mary of Bethany, were very close friends of our Lord's, but the Lord had purposefully delayed going to the aid of Lazarus when he was ill, leaving him to die, telling his disciples, this illness of Lazarus's is not unto death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God might be glorified by means of it. Clearly, the intention of our Lord was to raise Lazarus and by doing so, to manifest his messianic power and identity. So why, when he was led to Lazarus's tomb, did he weep? The Lord wept because death is the work of the devil. Death is the enemy of God and man. Lazarus was dead and the Lord grieved because he himself had not yet conquered death. God created man for incorruption and made him in the image of his own nature. But through the devil's envy, death entered the world. Those words are from the second chapter of the wisdom of Solomon. Israel has no myth of immortal souls or life after death. The Egyptians, among whom the Israelites lived for centuries, had such myths, and so did the Greeks. Indeed, such myths appear to exist in every time and place, but they did not exist in Israel, and this really is amazing. I believe that nothing confirms the veracity of God's revelation to Moses and the prophets like the absence of myths of immortal souls and life after death. For Israel, death is real. Life, this life, is the gift of God. This world is God's creation. And this life is the realm of relationship with God and with one's neighbor. And there is no other. Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. From the grave, who can give you praise? That prayer is from Psalm 7. I am reckoned as one in the tomb, like those you remember no more, cut off as they are from your hand. Psalm 88. And this from Psalm 49. Though he flattered himself while he lived, men will praise me for all my success. Yet he will go to join his fathers and will never see the light again. Israel understands that the dead are dead because God never spoke to them 
of immortal souls or another life after this one. The great covenants God made with Israel are silent on this subject. Death is not the work of God, but an enemy that God has allowed to exist so that evil would not be immortal. An enemy God chose to conquer through the saving death of his eternal and only begotten son. Jesus wept at the tomb of his friend Lazarus because he had not yet conquered death through his own death on the cross. Jesus could and did resuscitate Lazarus, that is, restore him to his life and his sisters and friends. But Lazarus would have to die again and would remain dead until the Son of God mounted the altar of the cross to offer himself to the Father for the life of the world. Today is Good Friday, good because it commemorates the Lord's victory over sin, death, and the devil. We read in the wisdom of Solomon, God did not make death and he does not delight in the death of the living, but ungodly men by their words and deeds summoned death. And this is confirmed by the apostle St. Paul, who in his letter to the Hebrews tells us, since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, Jesus himself likewise partook of the same nature that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong bondage. The Lord's disciples were all Jews, his first disciples. And they knew, to steal a line from Flannery O'Connor, that what's dead stays that way. And they also knew, therefore, that the dead cannot keep promises. And our Lord had made many wonderful promises to his disciples. Naturally, therefore, they tried to protect Jesus from arrest and certain death. And when they tried to rescue him, the Lord told them something critically important and too easily overlooked or ignored. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? The cup is a synonym for the cross. On the Friday of his death, our Lord was not a passive victim of evil men. He was, in fact, an aggressor. In the words of Jeremiah, a dread warrior who had been given a weapon by his heavenly father. That weapon is the cross. And by means of it, the Lord acted to defeat sin, death, and the devil because they are the enemies behind every enemy of God and man. They are the ultimate enemies because they separate us from God and from one another. Today is a day for reverence and awe, but it is not a day for mourning or sorrow. The Father gave his only begotten Son a cup to drink, a cross to carry, and the Son of God 
gives his faithful a cup to drink that unites us with him in his saving death because only those who share in his death can share in his resurrection and ascension to the land of the just, to the kingdom of God, to the right hand of the Father. Our Lord's cross is the narrow way that leads to eternal life, and there is no other. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.